On this episode of TJ Talk, we sparked the conversation with the socialite himself, Tyler D. He's the life of the party, the hostess with the mostest, and makes sure he's best dressed with his custom brimline Imperium brims. We discussed the need for social interactions, relationships, fashion, and more. We're excited to sit down and chat with Tyler, and we hope you all enjoy. And if you haven't already, make sure you love on somebody today, even if that somebody is you. Yes, so what do you do? Or what product do you sell? Um, I'm the CEO. I'm the owner of Imperium Brims. We do custom-made distressed wide brim fedoras um, for the modern-day gentleman. And hopefully in the future, it's going to open up into a men's accessories boutique. So that's, okay. what, that's the goal we're aiming for. So what made you pick, like, custom brims instead of just, like, regular, like, you know, baseball caps or, you know, like, uh, beanies and stuff so, like that? in college, you know, I, I used to normally just dress up all the time, so... Um, every few months I get bored with my closet. So I start going through, I start bleaching things, cutting things, changing things. And one day I was looked at the hat and I was like, Hey, what can I do with it? So the first thing I tried to do was bleach it, but the bleach didn't take. So I went to YouTube and I was like, cool, what can I do? And then I saw the process of actually making the hats and they do a fire treatment to set the hat. So all I do is the same fire treatment, but I let it sit longer. And it gives it that distressed look that you can wear with jeans, T-shirt, you know, something that you don't have to be dressed up for. So, yeah, that's how all that got started. So pretty much this is something that you literally just kind of like, like you said, just picked up on YouTube and kind of just trial and error, decided you were going to figure it out and and you stuck with it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the first hat I ever burned uh, melted all the way, all the way down. (laughs) So... Yeah, and then you had to keep going. You had to learn. I had to learn different techniques, different lighters to use, different products to put on the hats, all types of stuff to actually get the burn that we're looking for. Wow. See, I didn't even, I wouldn't even imagine there was that many levels to it. That's that's crazy. What would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned so far as far as doing it the trial and error way? Um, well, I mean, the biggest thing I've learned isn't even about making the hats. It's about putting together the business um, behind it because as of right now, we don't have inventory. All of our hats are 100% pre-orders. Like if you want it, you order it and I order it and then we make moves like that. But that style even in itself is hard to keep up with. And then on top of that, I don't even want to talk about money, money management. (laughs) That's like a whole different beast. But yeah, those have definitely been the two things that I've had to learn as a entrepreneur so being a person that is a, is a college graduate do you feel like you going to college helped you to, no. to be able to do any of this no not at all <laughs> i promise you i definitely to this day feel like college is the biggest waste of time ever but i mean because everything i've been learning i've been having to learn on the go like i can make a sale but if i fuck it up like I had to fuck up for me to actually learn it and learn a better way to do it. That's why um, I actually just got back from Dallas from restructuring my business. So there's all that. So I'm looking forward to starting to host some events, start doing some pop-ups, all types of good stuff around the city. Gotcha. So speaking of hosting, that's also something that you do because you seem to be like the full-on renaissance man. You know, you, you, you cultured in so many different areas. How exactly has, has that been as far as, like, hosting, especially in the middle of, like, COVID and all that stuff like that? Well, I mean, personally, it's 
it's given me time to be more creative when it comes to hosting. Um, but ever since COVID has come around, we've had to learn how to be creative and at home to try to, you know, still muster up that type of following and everything. So, I mean, I've had time to sit in my room and actually write out full TV shows now. So I'm excited for the future. And that's not even including, like, actually hosting at venues and stuff like that. So I'm excited. <laughs> so do you, so you feel like actually being in the midst of Verona is a, is a benefit to oh, to your yeah. creativity, but not necessarily to the business itself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if it wasn't for COVID, I probably wouldn't have a business. I probably wouldn't have been so bored at home that I wanted to set my hats on fire. Or, <laughs> you know, I would have I would have never actually took in the potential of mapping out a show. I would have just stuck with the hosting of one. So, yeah, definitely, definitely found the silver lining in it. So what can you say is one of your biggest struggles kind of, or, or do you have someone that is guiding you through this or is it just purely the, the trial and error and they're um, figuring it out? It's definitely the trial and error. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do have mentorships that come in and try to direct me on certain things and certain levels on how to do it from a business side, but it's, it's like it's different whenever you have to mix the business with the creativity. So them talking on a business level, they'll never truly understand what the business means to me and how I want the business to turn out because they don't have the they lack the vision or the creativity of it. Just like my creative friends that send me um things on Instagram, like different hats that they think is live and they think that I can do and stuff like that. They'll never understand pricing or like how many I should get, marketability, stuff like that. They'll never get that because they always see it from a creative side. So most of the time I do feel like it's just me. Mm. But again, I appreciate it. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I feel like sometimes there are certain people that you can go to for specific questions. But like you said, they're not going to be always able to to give you the answer that you're looking for if you're not asking the right people. So it's it's important, I guess, to have different different people in your circle that you can ask certain questions. But honestly, I can say one thing that I've learned is that like when you need shit done, you really do have to go do it yourself. Like mm -hmm. you you can ask twenty trillion people a whole bunch of questions, but at the end of the day, like it's it's gonna be you doing it. So just just. Just get out there and yep. <laughs> and do it, Jesus. That's all you can do. So as as a as a host, you you're often seen in like the spotlight. You seem like this this extroverted person. Is is that your personality? Just like pure extrovert? Oh yeah. So, I, get, I got social anxiety. I can't be by myself for too long. So during the middle of the Rona, you were you were very oh, uncomfortable. I, was <laughs> I, was I ain't gonna lie to you. I was pacing back and forward. I was FaceTiming people I ain't talked to in years. Uh, it, was, it was bad. So so why do you feel that like so much, do you feel like a, a lot of your emotions is tied to like your social life? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I just, I've always been that person. I've always felt more comfortable around people than with myself because I know I have a tendency of overthinking things. And I guess this is like a level of, of like a social crutch that I use to avoid my problems is by diving full into just the energy of everyone in the room. Like if it was up to me, I'd meet a stranger every day. Really? I, I dead ass would. 
Wow, that's that's a strong statement. It is. Like, it's up to me. I mean, I just enjoy meeting people, seeing new energies, seeing new interactions. You know, like like expecting the unexpected. It's like living on edge. It's like waking up and doing like just waking up and doing whatever they whatever the hell you felt like doing only on a social level. But you know, life is nothing but a story. And I can tell you so many interesting stories from people that you probably never would expect it. And see, that's the type of thing that really excites me about meeting new people because you get to experience things through them. You know, like, hell, that's how I got my hosting job. I got my hosting job because I was waiting in line for the bathroom. Somebody mm -hmm. came up. There was a young lady came up behind me. She asked if she could skip because she had to use the bathroom. I let her skip. We started chopping it up. And then mm -hmm. she sent me a link to a casting call and bam, got, went to the casting call and ended up with the show. So, yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy Strangers. See, and like for me, it's like I can, I can spark a conversation, like, because like I said, because I like to learn, I like to, you know, figure out new things and stuff like that. But for me, I speak with like a purpose. So therefore, pointless conversation drives me crazy. Like, I just be like, if you don't have no content to, to the conversation, like, I don't, I don't be caring to listen no more. It's like my mind goes straight blank. I'm not going to lie. That's how I used to be too. But, you know, I, well, first of all, I got my degree in communications in public relations mm -hmm. and advertising. So literally, I got my degree in lying. So <laughs> I literally don't have any conversation pointless. I, I think every, every word that comes out of our mouths serves a reason. And there's a point to it. It's my job as a communication specialist to figure out what that reason is so i can sit down and I, we can have a whole conversation about the lifespan of bees if you want to it can be a four-hour conversation but i promise you by the end of that conversation i'm gonna know who you are because you can read a lot about a person from the way that they talk and the things that they say really so do you feel like that's a character trait that you've always had or is that something that you you picked up or learned to master being a communications expert I, I think i picked it up and i mastered it at school i think it's always been a thing i've always been inquisitive about people um as a matter of fact i wanted to do i wanted to be a psych major but i was afraid that if i majored in psych i would always be like judging people so okay instead, i did pr and now i'm still judging people but like not as bad <laughs> So it's cool. Like I'm telling you, you should one day, one day you should go to the bar. Just go to any bar and that whole time every person you talk to just make up a different story and just see how they react. And so you can you can definitely read a person just by that, just by the conversations that's being made. So do you feel like being a socialite affects affects your love life in any way? I mean yeah, I guess. I mean... Is it for, like, the positive or the negative? It's, like, a little bit of both. I mean, most of the people I meet in my love life, I met them in the social life. So... Well, I mean, I can see that if you're, like... If, like you said, you don't let no conversation pass you by. Yeah. I mean, if I'm there all the time, that's mostly where I meet them. I don't really have problems with them. Like, with me being a socialite in my love life. Because most of the times, for some reason, I'm just attracted to crazy. So it don't be my job or anything. It, it <laughs> be. So okay, 
So, so you just have a bad choice in women? No, see, that's the thing, though. I have an amazing taste. Great women, like all of them. Beautiful, intelligent. They all mean and shit. You know, they're just great people. It just doesn't work out. So they're great people, but they're not good girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're all amazing women. <laughs> and, <laughs> You know, and we're not stuff. trying to we're not trying to get you in trouble. No, nah, but I mean it ain't even that. You know, I'm I'm taking my own from like messing up my own relationships. So it's, that's what it's all about. It's about accountability. And, you know, I wasn't I wasn't great at all times. There's times I was bad too. So okay. Okay, so you speak on you speak on accountability. You think that that's like one of the things that are that are lacking in yeah, today's Accountability and communication. Those are the two most important things Thank you. in a relationship. So you posted this thing where the girl was like, you know, why can't men just be honest about how they feel instead of acting all hard like they ain't got no feelings and stuff? Because that should be, man, that must say the sexiest thing a man can do is be open about his emotions. Now, okay. I just want y'all to know, off rip, off, 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 okay. off rip, that's cap. Are Man, you I swear to God, like I feel like, I feel like they post things like that just to, you know, get the reaction. But they know they don't like that. They know off the rip they don't really like that. A lot of these women aren't mature enough for an actually emotionally open man. You know, oh. it takes it takes a different level of maturity for that. Okay, why? What what comes with the with the emotionally open man? Like, what type of woman would be able to receive that? Type I mean, of man? I feel like if you have the maturity to be in a relationship, you should be able to open up and accept any feeling that he has. You know, but yeah, I mean, you see it all the time. Like, especially like, I know a group of people. I know a, a good number of my friends that are emotionally open. Like, they don't have no problem expressing what they like and what they don't like or how they're feeling at that moment. And mm -hmm. it just hasn't gotten the reactions of oh, what, what people have been posting. Hmm. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I don't, I don't, now, now, I do think that as far as, like, Instagram or social media goes, yes, I think that a lot of those posts are, like, totally made for pick me's and it just be like come on now like the girl who decided that she wasn't gonna eat for like two weeks so she could get her man the ps5 like we know shit like that is bullshit yeah. like that's absolutely bullshit yeah. but the fact that you know women find men being open and and vocally expressive about their emotions the, the fact that women find that sexy that is not cap at all because like a lot of the times it's 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 hell to get a man to talk about anything. And the fact that it feels like it's, you know, you pulling teeth or whatever, it's the most frustrating thing. So she should be willing to sacrifice. Sacrifice what? Her insanity to get you to talk to her? But that's the that's thing, crazy. though. Like, you're talking on a level where it's like you already know him. Like, y'all are already dating. Y'all are already building. Y'all already have that relationship. I'm talking on the level of when you first meet them. Like, actually meeting emotionally open people like, out the gate. Mm. Like, you're in a relationship. He should have no problem so opening up to you. But if you're not mm -hmm. in a relationship, if you're chasing the dream, and he's still, and you can tell that he's an emotional person, then he's just open mm. about how he feels. Like, if he don't like something on you, or if he doesn't like something that you're doing, he verbally says it. 
Now, you you tell me, like, is that a thing? Like, to me, I, I think it requires a certain level of strength, just like it requires a certain think, level of strength of a man to actually open up and be open with his emotions. I think that it, it in, in that instance, it all depends on the delivery because there's there's a certain type of delivery that you can have to tell somebody that you don't or that, you know, you disagree with something that they said or that they did. And a lot of the times when, when men can come straight out the gate that way, so most of the time it's too aggressive. And sometimes that's just that's just the ultimate turn off from the get go because now you're too aggressive. I, I don't like that. Yeah, like, so at I all. mean but even think about it on like your own personal love. Like when was the last time that you dated just an emotional I'm talking about an emotional man, like not a man that's willing to tell you everything, but an emotional man, like someone who wears their heart on their sleeve. <laughs> he said, don't unload all your emotions on me within two weeks, LOL. No, but, that is. That's weird. <laughs> right. It's like, you, we got to act like I'm perfect for at least like a month before you figure out I'm a little crazy type of thing. Really? Um, but let's see, dated somebody that was just emotionally open from the gate. Like, you never had to question how he was feeling. I, I can't say that I have. Exactly. Which is why I say it takes a certain level of strength because men like that don't even come around because we're taught at a young age to not be that man. We're taught at a very young age by our toxic-ass grandparents who taught their old-ass beliefs down to our dumb-ass parents who then pass it on to us thinking that manhood has a certain like stipulations to it. You're not gonna find many emotionally open men because most emotionally open men or boys at young ages are crucified. So all that plays a part. Literally all that plays a part. So that's why I say that's kept because it's like even even beyond manhood, like women are taught that that's not manhood. Women are to, to be with an emotional man? No, to emotional men, period. Not even to be with yeah. them, just emotional men. They're taught that those type of men are lesser. Or They're betas. Or, yeah. And you could definitely be an alpha and still be cool with telling your guy how she feels. Do you believe in, in the alpha woman? Yeah, definitely. There's nothing more attractive. There's, okay. nothing, there's nothing more attractive than a woman that knows what she wants and willing to go get it. In the world of, of female entrepreneurship, although there are plenty of male entrepreneurs that are out there doing their thing, um, you know, a lot of times you can find a very successful, educated black woman out here that's on the market. And for some reason, a lot of us um, are still single. So do you feel that there is, is still that level of maturity that needs to be met before that type of dating can even happen just because of where, I guess, we, I don't want to say that men aren't out there, again, doing their thing, but... Even then, it's like women outnumber men like 10 to 1. So there's still more of us. To All right, I'm going to give my answer. I'm going to give my personal answer. Then I'm going to give my research answer. <laughs> okay. okay. Personal answer, yes, I do feel like there's a maturity level on both, on both ends of the sexes that needs to raise so that way they can be on a higher standpoint. Like, love is a thing. And people need to understand that love is a thing. So you never should have to, you know, compromise your own integrity nor your standards for anybody, whether you're an entrepreneur, 
whether you're homeless, like anything, you should never have to compromise it just so someone can appreciate you. I, I'm 100% against that. Now, I will say, strong, independent, entrepreneurial women do have a tendency of creating impossible standards. And it's like once one thing isn't like perfect, it's like we're already on the chopping block. And also I've realized that women date down and men date up. So there's always that too. Mm. Okay, so still the poet says, but why women always want to take a man that's not for them and change them? Exactly like I said, women date mm. down, men date up. You'll so, never you'll never meet a man say, I'm building her. <laughs> you'll never meet a man that says that. But women, oh man, she'll a woman will walk in a room, see a man, understand that they are not on the same level go down to his level to build him back up to the level that she was at and complain the whole way through and never leave. He would have to leave. Miss Kirsten says we see the potential. See, potentially the heartbreak. Okay, okay. We got damn that's a good point. Now I I can I can't say I mean I'm not even gonna sit here and lie and act like I don't know people that that's happened to that's that's very true. Uh, and I'm not going to turn around because I haven't done it myself to not be lying. I think it is true sometimes as far as like you see them for what you want to see and it's not even like what they have and it, it's I mean I get it makes I you feel like it, it, oh no I don't know it makes, you, it makes you feel like you made a difference I guess like like if, if you're more important by helping in this aspect that they'll take you more seriously I guess, well, that's and that's not, yeah, and that's not the case. Yeah, so. that mindset, that mindset is terrible because at the end of the day, everyone with potential aren't great. You know, someone, if they never realize their own potential, they will always be stagnant and they will always drag you down because you're too busy trying to push, you're trying to elevate them. It's not necessary. Like I said, you're not... It's going to be extremely rare for a man to date a woman based on potential. So with that being said, as far as like the, I guess like you said, the the entrepreneur woman sometimes can set these outlandish and possible expectations, but it's considered lowering her standards when she decides to date a man who's on a level that's beneath her. But I mean, if that's what the dating pool has yeah, to offer. Like I said, impossible standards is impossible standards you should all every person should have standards their standards should be high as fuck i get that they should not be impossible and no one should be ridiculed all because one or two things aren't on the list of things that they're that they're expecting i agree you know com compromise you know it, it rules the world so it sounds like women don't want love they want a figure that represents what they want out of love Hey, that, that is a strong statement, and I definitely can see that. Elaborate. Um, basically, what he's saying is he feels like they don't actually want love. They just want a representation. I guess they want the act of loving. I don't know. So the process of being loved. One of those. But, I mean, I don't understand. It's like, does, 
do men not want to be in love for the sake of being in love? But I think men do. Like I said, the difference is men don't date down. Men date up. Every man that gets, every man that's in a relationship right now, you can ask them. You can ask them straight up and saying, out of y'all two, which one of y'all is on a higher platform? He will always say her. Hands down. He knew that when he first introduced himself to her. Whether it was her phenomenal beauty, it was her intellect, it was the way that she makes money, it was her ideology, anything. All of those things, whatever attracted her for him to her, is because he saw something better than himself in her. You're not going to find that everywhere. But I'm telling you, men just don't date down. Okay. And so we have Desiree Chante that said, I feel like that's an issue in itself to think that the other person is quote unquote below. We should never judge because people are in different stages of their lives at different times. So self says, I definitely date up, but basically they choose the idea of love over the quality of love they're actually receiving. Okay. That makes sense. I can see. Yeah. I can see what you mean by that. Because a lot of a lot of women, like you said, they'll accept a bunch of bullshit that's totally beneath them that they shouldn't be putting up with, but they do it just for the simple fact to say that they're, like you said, in this in this whole state of mind or in this situationship or whatever the fuck for whatever those benefits may be. And like you said, it takes a strong, mature person to realize that that is beneath you and it is okay for you to walk away. So Desiree Chante says, let's define dating up. What would you say it means, Plex? I think dating up is dating someone that's elevated. That's like higher than me, you know? Someone that encourages me, someone that pushes me to be better. So could that person not have less than you? No, like they could have. They, but that's the thing, it's not about having. It's literally about, so it's not about the perception of how I see them. And I'm dating them because I see them to be better than me. And I want to be on their level. So that's me chasing up. So is perception or does perception of that other people have play a key role in, yeah. Well, I think perception of other people plays a role in everything we do in life. So I would say yes. Majority always rules. But yeah, dating down and dating up is definitely ideologies that are very prevalent, and even if people want to accept it or not. We right. all have and social standards. But I'm like, but for everybody to sit here and say it's subjective, but to live in this idea of social media and always doing whatever, you know, for clout or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, come on now. Is it is it really subjective or are you really out here trying to pull based upon what's currently, you know, I don't think it's subjective at all. I don't, I don't think it's subjective at all. Because I feel like I feel like to say that it was subjective is saying that there's never been a caste system put into love. Like to, to say that there's never been a ranking system with us personally. Right. When it comes to love. So I think it's something that's always been around. You know, it's always been a thing. It's mm -hmm. just now we're starting to recognize that it is a thing. And now we're starting to do things that mirror it. Like, we, we, now that we can recognize it, we can control it, if that makes sense. We can control the narrative because we actually know what the narrative is. If we're talking dating up and dating down, 
we can define dating up and dating down and we can change the perception of dating up and dating down. I agree. I so, agree. So it says, do women date for love or potential? I think that women date for love and they get caught up in the potential. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Because you, you expect to get the love as a reciprocation for the effort that you're putting in because of the potential that you see in that person, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. Just to go back to what you said, it's like the generations, you know, my granddad taught me this, my grandma taught me that, blah, blah, blah. If we start talking about, like you said, our parents, it's like they got passed down. And I feel like a lot of our parents, I know that your parents were married, but I feel like... <clears throat> A lot of our parents were like single parents and we had to live through that moment, you know, where we saw our parents going out there to get it, you know, for themselves, do the whole single parent thing. And a lot of dads just be like, you know, MIA, so to speak. So for us to be like those independent, you know, women, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that we don't know, I guess, what what the experience of love is. We have the idea and we know what we want out of it. But I guess sometimes it is hard to get past the potential aspect. Because yeah, that's definitely the most important part of all of this because it's cool to get caught up in the potential, but you got to know when to cut it off. You got you to gotta know when to put your own health first, you know, your own mental health. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So do you feel like there's a personal level of, of self-knowing that you have to have before you can date on this mature level? Of course. Of course, you can't be out here talking about you dating up and really you trash. Like you should definitely do some soul searching and make sure you're honest with yourself and know if there's some things that you need to work on, work on them. Don't so, throw that type of stress on someone else to fix you. Fact. So. so do you think that that's the reason why, I guess some, a lot of, well, I know because there's a lot of dudes out there that be like, oh, she's always shooting me down or, oh, this girl, she was full of it, wootoo, wootoo, woo. Or, you know, he went out on this day and that's, this is all that she used him for or she just wanted a meal or she just wanted this bag. And I honestly, personally, I'd just be like, yo, if you looked at her and you saw that she was an expensive bitch and then you brought your, like, two ninety nine ass over there, like, what did you expect? Like, exactly. you don't just call her an expensive bitch. Like, she, she showed you that before you walked over there, but she wanted to do that anyways. So I feel like there's a lot of, um, like you said, guys will date up, but it's like you still need to know where your where your up is because your up ain't all the way up here on the tents. And if you're like dating up, you got to be ready to elevate. That's the most important thing about dating up. If you're going to choose somebody that you already know is on a different level than you, you have to be ready to elevate yourself to match them. No one wants to drag your dead weight. No one wants to, you know? So you got to be ready to elevate. See, and I don't think that I don't I don't think that a lot of a lot of men understand or respect that aspect because then it feels like okay, well if she because I mean, let's we're not even gonna lie as a woman, it's like okay, not sometimes she probably gonna give you the chance, give you the hint, probably try to clarify, you know, what it is or what she's anticipating from you, and then a lot of times they're like, oh no, she's too demanding or. Oh no, she's being bitchy or all this other extra stuff. And it's like if like you said, if you knew what level I was on, why didn't you anticipate that these things would be coming? Those are the confessions of a weak man. My bad, was that too blunt? 
No, what, elaborate. I mean, I okay. So I date. Okay. I I definitely date. I casually date. Um, I feel like that's the best way of getting to know someone is going out in public. You know, having drinks, getting food. You know, stuff like that. So, it's like women that I choose to date. Like, I won't. I wouldn't say things like that. I wouldn't be like she's too bitchy or like I can't afford it or she costs like she's expensive shit like that because I know what I'm getting myself into. So I mean, like I said, if you if you not ready to elevate, then if you're not ready to elevate, then why are you even why are you even playing the game? Take some time and get your shit together first. Because there's actually people out here that are trying to elevate with someone special. And these niggas just taking no space. So. I agree. There's that. <laughs> so I, do you believe that, that you'll still get married? Or do you believe? In yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't wait till I get married, too. So why the excitement? Because, man, I love weddings. Well, actually, I've only been to one. But I love the idea of weddings. I love, like, the dramatics of it. So definitely something that I'm looking forward to in my life. Just got to, you know, date someone. So. <laughs> okay, so speaking of dating, do, okay, so tell me, do you have, like, like, like levels as far as to, like, your, your dating scene? I don't believe in talking. I don't believe in the talking level. I think that's stupid. I will not I will not give anybody relationship like vibes if we're not in a relationship. I believe in clear lines, black So and no situationships for you. No no Look, if it's a situation I'm single. Like I'm single <laughs> with you. And like that's fine with me. But okay. I'm not gonna treat you like my gal if you know if you don't wanna be my gal. If I want you to be my gal, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna put out I'm gonna put up the effort to make sure you're gonna be my gal, but I'm not about to treat you like I'm not gonna treat you like my queen. That's not the title that you want. Definitely don't believe in talking. I believe in dating. Um, believe in marriage. You know, family, all that good shit. But yeah, everything else, I just feel like we. T I feel like we're too old for that now. To be like about to hit thirty, and we like I'm talking to this guy. You know, we're exclusively talking. Like, I can, I don't mind buying gifts. I don't mind, you know, going out on dates. I don't mind doing any of that single. But I do mind treating you like my gal, you're not my gal. So. You know, there are not a lot of men out there like you. Not I, I know of. That's probably why I'm single. My dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they single too. They just. In a lot of situationships, because they can't draw lines as clearly as you, apparently. Yeah. I just, I ain't got the time for it, man. It's too confusing. And I'm like, like I said, I'm I'm an emotional guy. Like, I be, I be literally telling everything. I be like, yeah, this is how I feel. This is how I feel about you. This is how we're going to move. This is how we're going to rock. All that type of stuff. I don't have time to be trying to figure out, like, whether or not she fucking with me. Like, that shit is ridiculous. Like, how old are we? Like, is this we passing notes in fucking middle school? Like, check. Right, back when we have spirals and shit. Yeah, man. Like, come on. We grown. We gonna, if we gonna move, let's move. If we not, then let's not. If we just wanna vibe and have fun, we are literally in one of the best 
sexually free eras right now. Literally can get away with anything. You can do whatever you want as long as you put yourself first and you will receive, I'm not going to say absolutely no judgment, but a lot less judgment than our parents probably would have. For sure. So for there's sure. no reason for, for lying. <laughs> there's no reason for like playing house. Like, there's no reason for these things. All we got right. to do is just I be agree. honest. I agree 110%. And so I, and I honestly think that's probably one of the biggest, the biggest issues is that people, people unnecessarily lie for no reason. And it's just like, if, if you were going to do whatever you were going to do, just have the conversation so we can move forward and understand why exactly what was done was done and how we're going to move forward as far as like, and that's for things that are like non-disrespectful, clearly blatantly like, you know, those are just like misunderstanding tips. Cause I just think that lying is just some shit that you just, it's just really hard to bounce back from. Yeah. I mean, well, I'll say it all depends on the level of a lie. To me, like, there's some lies I'll be like, all right, cool. You know, I ain't really much tripping about it. But if you lying about, like, having a whole family and different, <laughs> that, right. that hit a lot different. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what a, what's a deal breaker for me. I'm not going to lie. It's, it has to be childishness. Really? I, I have a really, really short fuse. And I get irritated really fast. So I hate when people are childish. Like I said, because I, I make it very apparent about where I stand. There is no questioning when it comes to me and my love life from anybody. So I don't like questioning. Like, I feel like the same energy should be reciprocated. You know? But some people are just afraid of the responses that the truth will get them even if it's not even a bad response. I agree, because I'm totally the same way. I'm like, I'd rather you tell me the truth and let me know what to do with it. And I mean, honestly, that really kills a lot of potentially great relationships, all because of the lack of communication, the lack of clear lines, the lack of ambition. Like, but in the same sense, it's created a, a lot of great situationships, because both parties are afraid to talk about their feelings, so they just go with the flow. And if the flow is just casual sex, then that's the level they're going to be on. <laughs> I feel like our generation is probably the generation of, like, casual sex, for sure. I definitely. Yeah, it a lot of trust me, I, I am definitely a fan right now, you know? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I want to settle down. I'm looking for my wife right now, for all the beautiful young ladies who like to articulate their words properly. In this, in this, you know, in this video, then by me, <laughs> I am looking for my wife. But in the meantime, definitely enjoying myself being single. So, just to backtrack, I know a lot of people say that women don't know what they want, but who's to say that that men do? I mean, I know what I want. So, that's what makes you so sure? Because I lived the full life. I've done a lot We're of things. We're not even 30 yet. You can't but say I lived a full life. I've done a lot of things. I've been in a lot of situations when it comes to love. I've been in a throuple. I've been in a long-distance relationship. Been Wait, you've been... Hold on. We got to run that first one back. You've been in a what? A throuple. I had two girlfriends. 
wasn't my decision. Like my girl got a girlfriend, Chevy. Yeah. Like girl, what? Yeah, but like again, it wasn't my decision. But yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, I just I feel like I've been through enough to actually know in my heart what I want. So that's how we move. As of right okay. now. Yeah, when my, I'm looking for my wife. That's that's a bet. That's a bet. You think you're gonna find her here in Houston? I hope so. Houston got some beautiful women. They got some mud ducks too, but they definitely got some beautiful women. <laughs> the man is scared. Man. Well, that's not even fair though. Man, hold up. For everybody that's still watching this, let me tell y'all. I posted, I posted today on my damn page. <laughs> And something happened that's never happened before. Literally every single person that watched my story clicked her page and went to her page. <laughs> All 326 people. Local page. Oh, they, yes. they all went to I, her page. I can lie, you was definitely famous that day. I was one of those people for show the page. <laughs> And I know who you are. Yourself? That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm yeah. dead. <laughs> you sold me five hats off of that one video. See, so we I, just have to be sitting next to each other. I can definitely see how they men like dating is hard for you. You probably get swarmed with attention everywhere you go. Um, I get like a lot of compliments and things like that. I honestly don't get asked on um, you know, like a lot of dates, like actual like date dates and things like that. Man, that's a. It's not, well, I'm saying, that's not surprising. It's like that's not surprising, worst. actually. But hey, you know, give it some time. Always All right, drinking. guys, it's now shot o'clock. Shout out to y'all's conversation. Uh, it's been great <laughs> listening. And if you got liquor, take a shot. <laughs>